Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 90, the geriatric episode. We're all getting old. Uh, last week, we asked Bernie Solo what he wanted us to talk about this week, and he said decluttering, which... I, I said, you mean shop organization? He said, no, decluttering. I'm like, all right, fine. So we're we're talking about decluttering. So um, so Tanda, what skill class is decluttering? Uh, decluttering is a skill class one. It used to be used to be at eleven, but I threw one of the ones out. I'm not sure you can do that. But Tom's making a face. All right, we're we're moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tom, what what kind of research did you do on decluttering? Ooh, hard pass, PJ. Yeah, big surprise there. Tanda, what research did you do on decluttering? Well, the research I did on decluttering kind of led me off on a on a bit of a tangent into speech pathology. Um, of course, it did. Yeah, as as it does. But I learned something, so I'll share it. Um, there is a condition called cluttering that I was unaware of. And uh, it's similar in some ways, but not really, uh, to stuttering. And here are some of the differences. And I'm not so sure, but what I have a cluttering issue. But I'll, I'll tell you and maybe you can diagnose me. Here are some differences. This a stuttering person, person dealing with stuttering knows what they want to say, but struggle with executing speech. Cluttering a person with a cluttering disorder start off knowing what they want to say, but get derailed in the process. Oh, that's all three of us, Tanda. Come on. Now. Yeah, yeah. Stuttering. Yeah, I think we all. A person dealing with stuttering knows there is an issue. Cluttering. A person dealing with cluttering is much less likely to recognize the problem. Again, so, all three of us. I, I think I think we could have cluttering problems. That's a whole uh, podcast. Stuttering. Uh, demonstrates a slower rate of speech, usually as a result of trying to compensate for stuttering. Cluttering, a slower rate of speech, is central to the issue and often not intentional. Stuttering, uh, disfluences tend to be repetitions, prolongations, or blocks. Cluttering, disfluencies tend to be interjections, phrase repetitions, and revisions. Sidebar, Tom. Mm. Yeah. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> Tanda obviously made up this website and is just like, just just made up all this stuff because she's just talking about me and you okay i, I this yeah, is just, she's just describing the podcast yes exactly so right i i yeah. how much longer are we gonna let this go on because i don't know how much she wrote no, i want to hear uh, i mean for i i want to hear more i would like to hear uh, all right fine i'll i'll humor her yeah. all right I'll, all right I'll, it looks like she's licking her lips again tanda how much uh, yeah that's that's fascinating how many more facts are there oh there are a few thousand but i'm only going to do two more so uh uh, stuttering demonstrates no slurring of speech unless there is a separate comorbid issue, while cluttering may have slurred speech. Stuttering, hmm. prosody, rhythm, and melody of speech is usually unaffected. Cluttering, prosody is often affected. Yeah. And so uh, the fact that I speak really fast but often rephrase things midway through, um, yeah, yeah, could be. 
it's definitely me because there's been many times recorded on this show where I'm saying something and I just slur my words out of nowhere. So that's there's there's that. The pe people who clutter often speak with rapid machine gun like speech. Other common signs of cluttering include pausing at the wrong times, repeating phrases or words, leaving some words unfinished. Well, instead of welcome, collapsing words, saying elephant instead of elephant, omitting words, rapid or irregular rate, excessive interjections, filler words. Speech can sound slurred, usually corrected with slowing speech. Well, I didn't feel worse until now, Tanda. Thank you. My, my day has been horrible. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, there you That's, go. So keep keep yeah. that in mind as you speak throughout the podcast. Just, no, no. Just, just to give you something to question yourself. Of course, nobody but can see this, but you're driving maybe, Tom maybe. and I to drink. Both of us took a drink of water at the exact same time. <laughs> maybe we'll figure out how to declutter, and then none of those issues will be present anymore. Ooh. Did they offer any solutions? Oh, many if you're a speech pathologist, but I, I am not, nor nor do I want oh, to. Uh, I know someone that's a speech pathologist, and now I can't remember who it is. My sister-in-law. Is it your sister-in-law? Sister-in-law. No, I don't know. It's, I mean, she is, but I don't know if that's who you're thinking of. I don't know. I just, I, I remember that somebody was isn't, a speech no, pathologist. No, isn't, uh, um, oh my gosh. Oh. I'm forgetting his name. He was our first guest, and I'm forgetting his name. Ben? Um, Ben's wife, isn't she? I, what? She's somebody, a life, somebody we know. She's a life coach. She's a life coach. Is related. Or no, is a, it Dre? Uh, I don't think Dre's a speech pathologist. She does something with therapy. We should probably cut this part out. PJ, what did you do for research? <laughs> I, well, I hope you, I hope you then, went back and listened we to some doing? of our episodes so we, we can find out who it is that we know. I, I'm not doing any of that. Um, okay, uh, so I, I had a, a, a roundabout way to get to this. I started out with um, declutter like history and then declutter superstitions and I wasn't getting anything so then I thought oh the Japanese are very organized let me look at Japanese you know declutter Japan and then it comes up with Marie Kondo and um, yeah and she's got this book the life-changing magic of tidying up and apparently she's also got a Netflix series now about this which I, I didn't know anything about um, however that's not uh, what the research I'm, I did is dealing with. Uh, there is this guy that was talking about her and was saying how with, with her stuff, she tells you basically to like, if you, if you pick something up and it gives you a spark of joy, then you keep it. But if it doesn't, you throw it out. And uh, this guy was like, you know, I don't like that idea because then it's encouraging people to be like, everything is disposable and it's all going to wind up in like the junkyard. And uh, this brings us to the Japanese cultural concept of matane. I'm not saying that right, but that's what it looks like on, on the screen. Matane. Matane? I don't know. It's one of those. Uh, and this is an awareness of the interdependence, uh, the impermeance of things. And it's all about reusing, repurposing, repairing, and respecting items. And uh, so this is... Whenever you find things that you want to like, you know, throw in a landfill, 
instead of doing that, you look at them and say, how can I use this differently? And uh, I just thought that um, that fit with my philosophy of I don't like to throw things out. If something is no longer useful, I will find another use for it. Um, so anytime you feel like that, just remember matinee. Uh, well, just to defend Marie Kondo, that is basically what she teaches. This is not the Marie Kondo show, Tom. Okay. I think I it think is. Tom gave you, Marie you Kondo a, a shout out in a short and sweet once. Yeah. <laughs> no, in my Finite Fridays. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I decluttered her book. <laughs> you threw it out. <laughs> I don't need this book anymore. I picked up her book. I picked up her book at the bookstore, and it didn't give me a warm feeling, and I so I just threw it in the <laughs> trash at the bookstore. No, that's that's not right. It's not wrong. Howdy, y'all. It's time for the 3D Filament Fandango. That's right. No dealer's corner this week, kids, because all three of us are slackers. That's that's basically Ain't what no it deals. is. Yes. Yeah, well, there's deals. Just I, I, I almost had one, and by almost I mean I found one, and then the guy never responded. So I don't. I don't there was nothing. Um, but we do have 3D printing news. Tom uh, doesn't have anything, but Tanda made something that's that's squirting things in space. I didn't fully understand it in the pre-show, but <laughs> she she <laughs> she said something like that. You, you right, I, said the, I said the only thing I made was uh, was uh, piston plungers that go on the end of a piece of one by one eighty twenty, which is is not much of a three D print. But uh, and then of course Tom said, "Is it going to space?" And uh, it no, it's it doesn't. But it it oh. pushes a piston that pushes adhesive that go, that goes that goes, goes into space. Oh, um, so I it's, thought it's it was little, going to space. It's a little removed from that, but the the story behind it is just it's, that they're no. that young engineers love three D printers, and it's so space adjacent, Tanda. That's space adjacent. Space adjacent. That's yeah. Three D space adjacent three D printing. Yes. Well, most of most of what launches our products for the company I work for into space is all all three D printed. So our engines are three D printed. So that that works. That counts. Cool. That counts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, young engineers crazy about three D printing, and so if they get a little money in their budget, they have a three D printer on their desk, even though the company has three D printers available that sit there. And so when I walked by and their three D printer wasn't running, I was like, "Your three D printer's not running. I've got three <laughs> things to three D print. Your three D printer should be running if you bought a three D printer." And so I have no need to buy another 3D printer at work. I just find people who aren't using theirs and, and send them send them files. That's what I'd like awesome. to do. Yeah. Uh, so I've got I've got I've got news. Remember when I was talking about the eSun E Steel filament? That's filament that's got stainless mm -hmm. steel in it. I found some today. I remembered that I wanted to look for it, and I found a website that sells it. Uh, a single spool, fifty bucks. Um, so, it's, it's not it's not cheap, but it's not a hundred dollars either. For a kilogram either. or for a half? For a kilogram. For how much? Kilogram. Oh, okay. Standard size spool. It's PLA. 
uh, with uh, what they call micronized steel. So, uh, but, and I'm like, how, how, you know, if it's, I, it's not like little slivers, it's just powder. I'm like, how good does it look? And they show a pendant that had been printed and it, it looks like metal. Like it does not look like plastic at all. And I'm like, that looks awesome. Just, just on face value. It, it says that it's very sturdy, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know how sturdy, very sturdy is, but it looks good. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I'm not buying any right this second, but I know where to get it. Um, but it's one of those sites where it's like, you want free shipping? Order $200 worth of filament. I'm, oh, it's, it's, that, that's how we're playing this game, huh? Uh, so anyway, um, I have news. So you ordered four spools? I, you're not supposed to tell everybody that, Tanda. It's oh. a, a, a secret. I'm sorry. Uh, not anymore. So I have, I have since last week, I have um, released stories about the bandsaw wheel sweeper that I that I've started making, and I got a lot of really good responses from people. Like I didn't release a price or anything, and I already have like eight people, and they're like, "I want one. I'll buy two. Give me a set." And I'm like, "Okay, this is there might be something here." Um. So I went back to the place where I bought my brushes that slide into the thing that I'm printing and it, it doesn't, they don't have them anymore. So that was, that was a little upsetting, you know, supply chain there's, issues. There's probably a brush you could order from Uline or someplace that you could just get forever and ever that you could adapt it to and then you could, then you could just keep getting them. <clears throat> I order from Amazon. And I ordered three different kinds of brushes because I actually need two yeah, sizes. You're, you're cutting them, though, aren't you? Yes, some of them, yes. Yeah, you should get something more stable, like she's saying, from Uline. I'll look into the or Uline. Or you'll get that forever. I'll look into Uline. I, I did look on uh, Alibaba for you yeah. without telling you, but I couldn't, couldn't figure out what search term to use, so I couldn't find it. But I'm sure it's there, too. And that's, I mean, those have got to be so dirt cheap. Uh, even on AliExpress, it's going to be pretty cheap if you only need a dozen or two. Well, let's let's see how they sell. That's that's the first thing. Um, well, you should also send like six of them to Jimmy for free, and he'll share them, and people will buy them. Probably yes. Jim, well, Jimmy's going to need like twenty-eight of them. He's he's got, but but yeah, make him buy them. I just, just for his six. own bands. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just give him a tease. But I, I mean, I already had somebody ask me, they said, would this work on a, a 16 inch Walker Turner bandsaw? And I said, probably not, because I have I've had to dial this in four times at four different prototypes to get it just right. Like the new brushes that I just got in, the bristles are longer, which is actually better, but it totally changed the geometry. So I had to redo another prototype today and it, it's. I just had to move everything and it looks better. So I think we're, we're in a better position. But anyway, um, I have the brushes for the lower wheel, the drive wheel, but these smaller brushes for the upper wheel are delayed. Amazon says they're delayed. And mm. I don't know how long they're going to be delayed for, but they're delayed. Is um, that like decluttering? I, I That's don't where think you get so. rid of the lays? I, I think if if they got rid of them, then I would have them. That's that's my interpretation. Well, not the whole brushes, just 
just the lays. The potato chips? Well, yeah, they're delayed. Well, that's I don't have any lays potato chips, Tanda. I've I, I I did buy some some. That maybe you guys can answer this because I don't know. I was at my discount store today and I bought um, Boulder Boulder something brand. Boulder Mountain is the brand. They had malt vinegar and sea salt kettle cooked potato chips, like in a hmm. single serving bag. Do you guys know what the difference is between malt vinegar and regular vinegar? No, but I'll find out right now. I think this is important to our discussion. Yeah, definitely. Well, we were talking about chips. Tanda was bringing up delays over and over, so I figured it was important for some reason. Um, I, honestly, I want to know the answer, too. Uh, it, malt vinegar is sweeter, milder on the palate, and less acidic than white vinegar. Hmm. It doesn't tell me, like, I would think there was a process, a process distinction or something. Well, I want to know if it tastes better. It takes longer to make and requires more skill, which is why it's usually more expensive to buy. It's probably not that as sounds. not as sharp. I mean, I, I, I like uh, vinegar crisps, and sometimes they're pretty, pretty tangy, pretty sharp. Yeah. So maybe it, maybe it kind of mellows that. Oh, I like the bit. tangy. The tangy is why I, I want them. I yeah. Know. Maybe I made a mistake. I only bought four bags. They were two for a dollar. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So, as far as the 3D printing goes, um, I am I'm hopeful uh, that I'll start to be able to take orders uh, within the week if if the other the upper brushes show up. Um, or I don't know. Maybe I'll start taking orders before that happens. But um, but I've hit a chord. Um, I don't think I've released a product ever that I've had this many people like start jumping on board and I haven't even released a price. So, um, well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you can make it, um, you know, cover, cover a few different ones so that you make a couple models that meet a lot of people's needs. This, it ha it's going to have to be model specific because the way these are designed, um, they ride on the post that holds on the cover for the mm -hmm. like the lower wheel and the upper wheel and so those posts are not going to be the same size across bandsaws like every manufacturer is going to have their own size whether it's you know a millimeter or two thinner or thicker and right. then on top of that the spacing between the post and the wheel is there's no way that it's going to be the same unless it's a Did, delta so this is just where tom jumps in and says parametric design uh -huh. This this needs to be parametrically designed. Um, sure, Tom. Uh, I mean Tanda. Uh, I'm gonna agree with that, but I don't know how to do I it. I just so. it, Tom looked a little distracted, so I thought I'd fill in for him there a bit. I've actually moved on to what is chocolate malt and versus regular chocolate. Oh, that I want to hear. And I love chocolate malt. Well, you put well, I, you put malt. I canceled it after Tanda called me out for not paying attention. <laughs> no, I mean you you put like a spoonful of malt or malt extract in it's into not a chocolate shake. right no no malt is like you've had malted malted milk balls or whatever yeah that malt that kind of crunchy crunchy porous Whopper, middle whoopers? like whoppers that's in the middle of whoppers whoppers right that's that's the taste of malt yeah and you take some of that powder same same flavor and put it into a shake and it becomes a malt and it's awesome and it's yeah it is pretty tasty it's the best thing ever 
You know what? I just realized. But I've you could never, have a strawberry I've, malt or a chocolate malt. I've never tried this, Tanda, and I, I, I'm, in, I'm interested if you guys have tried. I've had malt powder, and I have made malted milkshakes at home, but I never thought to take malted powder and mix it in with ice cream, like a bowl of ice cream. Have you guys ever mm-hmm. done that? Yeah, it sounds good. I've it put it in good. my own shakes before, but not just like take a bowl of ice cream, wait till it gets soft and. Oh, now I want to do it. I want to do it. Actually, so I haven't bad. done that since I was a kid. At some point, I just started eating the ice cream with a spoon like an adult. But I used to smash up my ice cream and stir yeah. it up until it w- until it was like soft serve, even if it yeah. came out of the carton, and then eat it. Oh, what if and, you made malted gelato? At some point, gelato. I stopped doing that. What about malted gelato? <laughs> I'm totally. I want some so bad. What right about now. malted jello? Oh, oh. <laughs> now I don't want anything. All right, I, had a great, I had a great conversation when I was in England as, an, as a teenager when we were talking about uh, what to do with peanut butter because it was kind of a foreign substance to them. And we started talking about peanut butter. And I said, peanut butter and jelly sandwich is like the most common thing. But, of course, they call what we call jello jelly. And so what they were envisioning was a peanut butter Ooh. and jello sandwich and the look uh, on their gross. face. And they're like, you eat peanut butter and <laughs> jelly sandwiches. That's, That's nasty. the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. I concur. I concur. I bet you're fixing to find your own Fandango, ain't you? All right. It's time for personal history. Tom, what's your personal history with decluttering? I want to talk about Marie Kondo. Uh, (laughs) I think I first heard about her from um, Pachudo on Making It podcast. Mm-hmm. He talked about her book like years and years ago, and I ended up buying it years ago, but I don't, I'm not much of a reader to begin with, and her book was obviously translated into English and not terribly well, so I I think I read three pages and I was like, you know what, not that important, <laughs> so, <laughs> but then, but then, then the Netflix show came out. And I didn't have to read anything, which was great, except for the captions when she doesn't speak in English. But anyways, the one, the one thing that I take away from what she teaches, and, and she has a very good system, and it's great, and if you're a messy, clutterful person, like, get your life in order a little bit, and clutterful. maybe she can help you. Like yeah, clutterful. Um, Not a word. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I have a clutter speech impediment or whatever it's called. As we all do. So, <clears throat> but the one thing that I took away is um, really silly because it's. I'm gonna just tell you what it is. She says she says what you said. You take an item and you're like, does this spark joy or bring me joy? And if it doesn't, she doesn't say throw it out. She says either donate it or, you know move it on to its next phase of life basically but the silly thing that actually makes sense to me is thank the item and then let it go which is so stupid because it's just an item and we shouldn't have that we shouldn't be putting that much like personality into an item like it's just a inanimate object ah uh, you're looking at but, it wrong tom it's not personality that's not why you thank it why do you thank it? Because I'm going to answer it. Go oh, ahead. go ahead. No, you answer. No, I'll, I'll tell you All that right, you're so wrong. So by thanking it, 
by thinking it, you have, you have completed its journey in life for you. Like you have, you have now said to yourself, this thing has served its purpose and it's time for it to go. What I find a lot of times is I have a lot of crap over there that I feel like I have not gotten use out of yet. And that simple, that simple idea of like thinking the item and, and letting it go onto its next stage is such a great way to like actually let it go. Now, I don't actually thank my items, but the idea of that um, helps me break through that barrier of actually letting it go instead of putting it back into the bin of miscellaneous All right, Tom, you're not wrong. Yeah. Was that pretty close? Yeah, that's pretty close. I mean, that's not a. I haven't really refined that logic, but I, it makes a lot of Thank sense. You. As soon as I saw that, I was like, <laughs> she just threw that. <laughs> No, really though, you feel Appreciate like you owe it. Yeah, like I, you know, I'm. I would say I'm pretty good it's at good. decluttering, even though I have a lot of. Uh, for those, for those of you at home that you be. can't see Tanda, she's just randomly picking up stuff on her desk, thanking it, and then just tossing it over her shoulder. <laughs> yeah. So that's. Tom was trying to imagine that it wasn't happening, but uh, I, I, I can't help but see that it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh. So that's my personal, that's, well, what else? I mean, I have moved a few times and each time I have to declutter for the most part. And you make, you make decisions. There's something today that I wish I didn't throw out. Um, Wim, Wim Prest sent me his, uh, the, his DeWalt planer blade, like not the blades. Well, he sent me the blades also, but the whole cutter head yeah. for his planer because he swapped it out with a helical head. Oh. And I I kept that for a while cuz I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll do something with this." But then we moved and I was like, "It's got to go." Like it, that just doesn't make the cut of that needs to be. In fact, I'm not even convinced I threw it out, but I'm pretty sure I threw it out. So, but then I just saw John Heiss's video today, which is 3 days old, where he made a 12-inch jointer out of an old <laughs> cutter head, and I'm like, I wish I had that cutter head now. <laughs> so what I have to do is buy the helical head from my DeWalt planer and then take that cutter head and make a 13-inch uh, And then with once it. you do that, then you'll find the other head that you thought you threw out. Only, an, only after the moment I'm done and it makes its first cut. Yes. Yes. Right. Correct. That, that's what's going to happen. Then you make a 24-inch yeah. helical cutter head or something. Yep. Precisely. Tanda? I got more, but I think that's enough. Oh, yeah, definitely. Tanda, <laughs> what's your personal history with decluttering? I've, I've never decluttered. You know, you know that facts. You know, yeah. you know, in, in Labyrinth, you know, where, where there's that like that old creature lady that has everything on her back from everything yeah. she's ever. Yeah, that's. No, I've, I've, I've decluttered <laughs> a few times and regretted it, um, but I, I need to uh, desperately right now. I have uh, moved into and then rearranged this shop a few times, and then between that and, uh, um, and now having a full-time job, it's, I need to decide what I'm going to do in my spare time when I'm not at the day job. 
and sell off as much of everything else as I can um, to make to make this a really pleasant place to be. When I walk in late after after work, I want to walk into a a clean, tidy place that just just what I'm just the things that I want to work on. This is my this is my dream, um, and not things that are 30 years old that I'm keeping around to do some other tangential project. I'm just have to I have to say thank you to those things, and the, and those whole like types of things, and uh, and just say that's that's got to get put in deep storage or go away. Mm -hmm. If I if I may, I don't know if this is a suggestion, but throwing away that 30-year-old potential project is incredibly helpful in like in decluttering your brain mm -hmm. more than it is the space around you. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I remember I agree. it wasn't long... seeing all of those things <clears throat> it, it almost yeah. weighs on me to just think about uh and it's not so much projects, it's um it's tools and stuff that aren't permanently set up that I very, you know, every once in a while I'll use them for a project mm -hmm. and they're just kind of in the way, but not set up where I can use them. And so I need to create a space for them and have them set up where I can just walk up and use them or, right. or just relegate them to a, I'll use a friends, I'll get someone else to do it. I'll have it made somewhere else. I don't need to make every single thing that I do. Yeah, for sure. That that sounds like workflow to me. Yeah, or I buy another shop this size and spread it out more. That's <laughs> that's a that's an that's an option. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Tana. If you buy a shop that's the exact same size, you're going to have the exact same spacing issues. I think she meant the second shop. No, no, same. Yeah, I can I can spread things out twice as much if I have another shop this size. Oh, two shops. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you're going to lose money on gas. I did watch Laura's video. So I'll, I'll, I'll a pre-short and sweet. So Laura Kampf did a shop tour this week. Um, so She's still at the same shop, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, she's got her house that she's remodeling, but her shop's, shop's the same. And she has some areas that, you know, are just kind of catch-alls right now. And so I watched that video for inspiration because the rest of her shop is pretty well, you know, sectioned off into um, that sort of thing you do in that shop. So it's metalworking or it's woodworking or whatever. And I just need to pick an area in my shop and say, I'm just going to clean up the metalworking area. The rest is going to be a mess, but I'm going to make this perfect. And anything that's in it that doesn't go anywhere else has to go. All right. I, I've talked enough. I will pass it off to you, PJ. Uh, my philosophy on decluttering is uh, whatever is um, piled up either doesn't have a home or you haven't put it back in its home. And that's the way I look at it. That The, the reason there's clutter is because it doesn't have a place to be. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, 
most of the stuff I have that's cluttered is not uh, stuff that is not useful and stuff that needs to be thrown out. It's all stuff that I am, I have for a purpose, but I have limited space. And that is, that is why I have clutter. Uh, the declutter does happen, but it seems like it's just a temporary thing because then it just re, it reclutters. I declutter and then it reclutters. It's, it's a vicious cycle. Um, but I'm actually doing that uh, in bits and pieces right now as my cracked rib will allow. Uh, in the dungeon, I have been, I, I did a story about it. I had a spot where all my bicycles were hanging up and there was a bunch of clutter, bunch of stuff that was there in between where the bikes were hanging. And so I took all the bikes down um, I sold a few things that I had down there. Like I had a big four foot by eight foot cork board that I pulled out of a grocery store that had closed down. I sold that to my buddy Kyle and then I gave him a bunch of stuff. Like I I'm like, Hey, do you want any of these things? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I just gave it to him. I've, I've made a trip to Goodwill and I've dropped stuff off at Goodwill. Uh, like I had a whole, like a, a big like a, a, a case of paper like a cardboard box that would be like hold a case of paper and that was all full of stuff that was like the dollar box whenever I'd have a garage sale and I'm just like I'm done with this dollar box so I just took that to the Goodwill so I got rid of some things and I cleared out the space so now there's actually like floor like you could see the floor and my goal is to take all of the drill presses that are in the dungeon and sort of congregate them in this one space because they're sort of spread out right now. And I'm going to take the bicycles that were hanging there and actually hang them in sort of like a little nook that's actually closer to the front of the dungeon. My goal at the beginning of the summer was to be able to go for bike rides. And the problem was the bikes were all the way at the back of the dungeon. And it, it took me like 10 minutes to get from the, the back to the driveway with a bicycle because there's so much stuff in the way. So this will make it easier to get them out. Um, and I think it'll also sort of get all the drill presses in the one spot, which is better. But I still have more, um, I don't know. I've got to examine more uh, uh, how to better organize it down there. But that's that's the only decluttering that I've done recently. Uh, that's not, not really that much. On, only a maker would have like a clutter of drill presses i mean they're just drill presses all over the place yes you know you can't even walk no you know. no you don't want to trip though they'll they'll hurt you well second turn i think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial energy loops and stuff Hi, this is Corey down at Johnson's Hardware. Are you too busy to tidy up after that project you still haven't finished after three years? Here at Johnson's, we've got your quick fix. Johnson's Clutter Cloak. Spread the clutter cloak over your mess and watch it vanish before your eyes. You can also use it to hide that new tool you weren't supposed to buy. And if your spouse is looking for you, wrap the clutter cloak around yourself and buy yourself some much needed shop time. The Johnson's Clutter Cloak can be found in our disposable drop cloth aisle for $11.99. Leave in package until you're ready to use. Do not place on small pets or children's. Do not misplace. For more information, visit patreon.com forward slash makerscales. What the heck, Nabbit? I need to get me one of them. 
Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. All right, it's time for crossbreeding. Tom, what skill goes well with de- hmm. decluttering? Hoarding. Hoarding goes very well with decluttering. Yes, I agree. That that does go. It's, it's very close. Thank you. Close to my answer, but not exactly the same. Tanda, what what skill goes well with with decluttering? I'm gonna say shop organization. If you're organized, you're much less likely to produce clutter. That's true. That's very true. But then it wouldn't go well. Oh, 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 Tom, yeah. Tom's counterpoint. You've got a point, Tom. Oh, <laughs> he's got you there, Tanda. Are you are you gonna are you gonna uh, recuse yourself, or are you stick them? Yeah, with yeah, it? yeah. You're right. I mean, cluttering. I'm gonna say cluttering. <laughs> cluttering goes much better with decluttering. It's like a mated pair. We will, we will accept that. Okay. All right. If, if that's that's how we're gonna play it. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with junk hunting. Fair enough. It's the precursor to hoarding. It's more like junk junk collecting. Whoops. It's not. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Welcome to the simple solution. So, in the pre-show, it came out that um, all three of us have. D- d- uh, I don't know how to even say it. Our, our, I think we're depressed. Our our souls are damaged. Yeah, we're depressed. Yeah. There's we we need we need a fix. <laughs> um, I, I was I, I I was talking to Jeff. I was talking to Jeff Shaw like yesterday, the day before, and he kind of just, well, just via text, and he's like, he said something like, everything okay, or something like that, and he didn't, wasn't alluding to anything, I think he was alluding to the fact that I've barely been doing stories for like a week, um, and I'm like, and I'm describing to him how I'm feeling, and I'm basically describing depression, but I'm like, but it's not depression, <laughs> And I keep, I keep trying to re-explain it, and I'm like, well, I guess that's depression too. All right. Uh. Yeah. So I think I just need to accept it and and accept that you know I'm depressed and and maybe that's what's going on. Well, it's it's there's other stuff that's adding to the depression. And let me let me give you an example. Okay. Yesterday, I I tried to do some things. I tried to do some light light things that I you know weren't gonna aggravate the rib right uh i've had four containers of blueberry wood outside covered with a tarp and i realized i probably should move those and i take the tarp off and two of the containers are filled with rainwater not the top Mm. two one was on the top one was diagonally on the bottom and i'm like okay and all the wood was slimy that that uh, that was not so I had to pump the water out, and then I had to put them out in the sun to dry. I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. I, I had a, I had that one coming. Uh, then I put on my safety glasses, the the goggles that are prescription, and they snapped when I put them on my face. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I was. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I don't have like a particularly oversized head. These these you know, but um, if you look at the glasses right along like where the nose is on the glasses there's all cracks it's just just, like nothing has run into them 
they just destroyed themselves on their own. And I'm like... Did you leave them outside? No. No. That sounds like UV damage. It, they've been either inside, like in a case, or they've been on my face. And when I go outside, I put sunglasses on. So they don't even... Ooh, they're, you probably shouldn't put them on your face. I think that's the problem. That's what he said he was doing when they when they cracked. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Yep. So, so, so there's that. Um, then I decided to go over and check on my babies, my praying mantises, and on the bush that they like to hang out on. And there's two giant ones, and then there's one middle-sized one. And I go over there, and I see that the big one's caught something. And I'm like, oh, he's, he's got some dinner. It looks like a little moth or something. And I'm like, oh, wait, the little one looks like he's eating it too. And I get closer, and I see that apparently they both had gone for the moth, and the big one had trapped the little one's claw and was eating the moth. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to get that claw unstuck or he's going to eat the little one. So I went and I got like a dental pick and I got one of those long wooden Q-tips and I go in there and I'm like trying to do surgery, like trying to just like pry his little his little arm away so that the big one doesn't get a hold of him. He drops the moth and then attacks the little one. The, the little one died. He was eaten, eaten alive. It's, uh, all this is adding to my depression is what I'm trying to say. Like, these are the things that are happening that, like, I'm trying to, like, you know, pump myself up. Like, it's not that bad. Uh, just cannibalism. That's, that's uh, it's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, uh, aren't uh, female praying mantis, don't they eat the, bite the head off the male praying mantis after they mate? Yes, they do. But here's the thing. So if you've ever raised praying mantis before, they they shed their exoskeleton. No, no one has. A lot of people have, Tom. Just not you, okay? <laughs> Liar. Liar. So they will shed their skin about maybe like five, six times, give or take. And when they're really tiny, they're like, I don't know, maybe like a quarter inch in size. And they'll molt the skin once, and then they're still okay. At size number two, still okay. But once you get to size number three, they start eating each other. So at, when they're babies and when they're baby part two, they will not attack one another. But then as soon as they hit the third, you know, growth spurt, anyone's food. It doesn't matter. It, it, they just, they eat everything. So is that mantis ranching if you're raising them? Mm, I'm not sure. So. And then having your mantis stock eat one another is probably a common problem for mantis ranchers. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Mine are free range, so I don't really regulate that. Right. Yeah. Free so yeah, I mean, mantis. you're pretty much, uh, you know, if the, if yeah. you've got a non-GMO mantis, then if it's free range, you got to just deal with that. That's a loss you just accept and move on. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned these are Chinese giant mantises. I'm not sure if they're GMO or not. Oh, those I've I've uh, ranched before. You sound like oh, you're yeah. eating them on a salad, Tom. Those are good with those are those are good with ranch. Yeah, so they're kind of meaty, but you can dip them. Hidden Valley or I'm I'm more of a ball, balsamic guy myself. It depends on if they're at stage three or four. Yeah. Um, if they're at the biggest stage, you can dip them. But if yeah. they're at stage three or four, you just kind of drizzle. So what you're drizzle. saying is we're not going to come up with any solutions to our depression. I think this is the solution. This is helping. <laughs> this yeah. is helping. Yeah, we're, we're going to all eat mantis salads. So it's... Oh, my, my, my problem is the, uh, 
the disjoint between saying yes to doing things and taking stock of the number of things I've said yes to do. You losing track? If I took stock of what I agreed to do every time before I agreed to do another thing, I, I think that would help with my feeling of being you overwhelmed. Mm. I, I can help you with that. Say, say no, and you don't have to track the no's at all. Oh, that's a good point. Just say no to everything. Yep. Yeah. And you don't have to remember. And then if you happen you to do no something, to. it's just a surprise to everybody. Yeah. Uh, I'll Tom, try that. I'm going to try that at work tomorrow. I, I think uh -huh. Tanda has a problem I'll, I'll saying him, no. I'll tell him you sent me. Tom, <laughs> Tanda has a problem yeah. saying no. I think that's that's the issue. So we need to give her an alternate. Like like just say nah. Just just don't you know just nah. <laughs> just you know just play it off like you're like you're joking but you're serious. Right. Exactly. I, I think my sister nailed it years ago when she, when she told me uh, just just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. So That's, when yeah. someone says, can you make this work? My answer should be yes, but I'm not going to. Or yeah. yes, but that's your problem. Yeah. I, I, confuse, I confuse can you do it with... Uh, are you willing to add it to your list of things that you're going to do instead of me? So it's a grammar problem. It's a grammar problem. That's what it is. Ooh. So I have a friend of the family that um, her house burned down like two years ago now, I think, maybe a year and a half. And she had a one of those benches that's like a, uh, it's like metal on the ends, and then there's slats of wood to go through mm -hmm. it to make it into a bench, right? Park so bench. Yeah. Like a park, park bench. bench. Um, but it's nice. It's like ornate. It's got like all the vines and the metal and everything. And and mm -hmm. it it you know she has the ends of the bench like the wood's gone, and she's like, hey, can you make me a new bench with these parts? And I'm like, yeah, but not now. And she goes, well, when could you do it? I, I'd like to have it like by the end of the month. And I'm like, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, well, I, I would really like it. I'm like, yeah, I'd really like for you to have it, but not for me to do it. Because <laughs> I'm busy with stuff I've got to do, and that's what I have to do. So if you want to do it, you can try, and I'll give you some some suggestions, but I don't have time to do that. And she's yeah. like, oh. And, of course, you know, she put on a little sad, pouty face, and I'm like... I'm sorry, but you know, I got things to do. So that's that's how I handle it. <sighs> now, if yeah, she offered me ten thousand dollars to struggle. do it, I would have done it. But you know. So what what uh, what what's led to your state of mind, Tom? Is it kind of the high of the 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 Kickstarter and having this thing that you're pushing, pushing, pushing on, and then like everything else um, gets kind of kind of pushed away for a little bit and then when that's like okay now that's done then yeah. it's like oh there were these things i was ignoring or what's what's the uh no i don't know i i don't know for sure um but i find myself i find myself doing unnecessary things during this time like i did like nine lego sets this past week like i went to the store we bought a bunch of lego and that's fun and whatever but I don't know why I felt like I needed to do that and needed to complete those things. Like I needed a task. And I think it's because I, 
like Frogpot is kind of in a lull right now. Like I'm waiting for Magnus to show up. I'm like I'm not actually working on Frogpod for the most part at the moment. Right. Because but, there's nothing to do right now. Oh, I got to bleep so all that I'm, out. We can't have people hearing that. <laughs> but in addition, no, there's, in addition, no, there's just nothing to do at, of, the, at this very moment. You've had a bunch of stuff that was like non-optional going on for a long time with the move. I mean, you've been in the process of, of moving and house hunting and things that you just couldn't say, oh, I'll do that a few months from now. So right. you've had a lot of non-optional stuff. You know, it's kind of like when you're dealing with, you know, some issue with a family member or someone passes away and, you know, and, or something. And you just, there's stuff you just have to go do and everything else takes second seat to it. Right. And then afterwards, yeah. there's always kind of this, like, uh, I have to remember what I do when I don't have all of these obligations. <laughs> you know, what 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 is it that I do when I'm not doing all right. these things that I'm obligated to do? That are taking all of my time, right? I think part of the problem is I haven't I haven't adjusted to my new situation, which is the new house, the new shop, and I, I, I literally didn't come to the shop other than to record podcasts in the last two weeks. Like I have done nothing yeah. today. I actually did something. Uh, I built a little display box for the Lego things I built, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was all I was thinking about while I was building them. And, but I, I feel like my shop is still not set up. Like things aren't functioning completely yet. Obviously Matt, Matt, see Matt make was here and did a lot as far mm -hmm. as organization, but I can't, I can't just walk in here and work like I used I'm, to work. I'm kind of in the same, same space. I mean, and I have yeah. been since I moved to this, this shop because it wasn't, you know, too long after moving it all around that I, I had some kind of big jobs that I was working on and then I took. A, a day job and so now it's mm -hmm. like i walk into the shop and you know and i sleep and i do non-shop things and then i go back to work and i don't know yeah. where to start or you know or, right. or, or i don't walk I, into the I shop and just feel like ah, ah this makes me want to work on stuff it's like oh this is just like stuff that i have to get organized yeah, I also feel like the shop is is far enough away. It's only two hundred feet from the house or whatever, but it's far enough away from the house where like it's a commitment to walk out here. Like it's right. It's not the. It's basement. not a get up at you know like put the kids to bed. It's midnight. It's cold outside, and you're just like oh I'll just head to the shop for twenty minutes. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's Unless you're Jimmy, dark and, and then you get in the truck and you drive through sub-zero weather and you work in the shop for four hours and maybe and then drive back. Maybe I should schedule. Maybe I should schedule a night a week where I just I just come out here, and like I don't go back to the house and I'm just here. That's tonight, and, Tom. Tonight is is that scheduled yeah. day. Yeah, which is why I want to quit the podcast. You're not helping. Um, oh, because this a, is the that's night. a great that's a great idea. If I had Tuesday evenings that I just left, Tuesday evening that I just the like bolted night. out of work in the middle of a meeting at like 4.30, drove through traffic no matter what, um, and then just worked on my shop for three or four hours. Yeah. Instead of doing the podcast. That you know what we could do, Tana? We could do a video call and just talk while, while we clean. working on the shop? Yeah, just to keep ourselves occupied. And we could, if you wanted to, I'd be okay with recording it Yeah. while we did that. Just, you know, I don't know what it would uh, come to, but we should do, totally do that Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds... Yeah, okay. that, oh. I don't want to do that. Hey, up there in the corner. Oh, shoot. I meant to sidebar that whole... I meant to sidebar this whole thing.
Uh, hey, hey, PJ. What, uh, what, what are you? Here, I'll show you. Still, still I'll, depressed? I'll, so, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah, I am. I am still depressed. But, but on to Tom's Lego thing and why he had to complete them. The reason is because when you're depressed, you want to feel like you've succeeded at something. So when you complete yep. something, so I'm going to show you what I succeeded at yesterday because there was no reason for me to do this. So How does that help me? It, it doesn't help you. But this is oh, right. this is a 3D printed cell phone holder. Okay. Nice. This is something that somebody else designed. I printed this like when I first got my 3D printer and was trying to figure out like how to do things. Mm -hmm. And you can see now there's like metal bolts in between yep. all the joints and stuff because they had 3D print files for plastic bolts and they all sucked. All of them. Oh, yeah. And this is an articulating stand. And when the bolts don't hold strong, it just falls over. So it was like useless. So I went and I got uh, bolts that were the right diameter. I put rubber washers in between all the joints so there was friction. And I even cut off the top parts that held the phone in that were sort of curved over that made it so that I couldn't hold the phone. And then I put little rubber bumpers on the inside so that it would grip the thing, the phone better. And, uh, and I just have a bolt going through the middle that I tapped on one right. side. And now it's like a functional thing. And this took me arguably at least two hours to do when I could have been doing anything else. But it was something that I could succeed at doing because it was simple. And that's why I did it. Even though when, yeah. there when was no hurry. Here, I think I'm going to eat an entire carton of ice cream. Just to just to good. finish it, yeah. That that's gonna have it's the to, opposite effect, Chanda. That's that's. They should sell. They should sell like quarter filled cartons of ice cream. They just do. so you can have that feeling of scraping the bottom and eating <laughs> yeah. the last of the ice cream. Tom, those are called pints. No. Yeah. They should sell half filled pints. A cart a carton You're not of getting Neapolitan it. You're not ice understanding. cream. You open it up and there's just the chocolate strip. Literally a half <laughs> no, gallon. Just be the strawberry Tom, a half gallon of ice cream is a pint. A ha no, that's not what I meant to say. Nope, that's not right. Half gallon, a quarter, a quarter of a half gallon is a pint. I understand. Yes, you are. You are. You are eliminating the psychological addition from my idea. My psychological the container. Is... The container can. I don't care what size ice this, cream it is. This could be. I don't a care how much ice cream it is. But the container, whatever size container, should only be filled a quarter of the way. That's what you, you have to sell that. That's you what you have, have kids for, Tom. Let the kids who, eat the ice cream. Who can actually eat half idea. a carton of ice cream? Who has the capability to open up a pint of ice cream and not eat the whole thing? They have yeah. to. They have to do that and then put it in the fridge and then you have to eat the rest. So you have to like, you know, do this with a spouse or what? something. That's what I do. What topic are we talking about? I have no idea. No idea. That's, that, we're done. We're, we're done. I don't know what's going on. Was there a solution? I'm not sure. All right. It's time for short and sweet. Tom, what do you got? Nothing. I don't like anybody. I don't recommend anybody. That's what I... Let me think of something. Very typical. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on to Tanda. Tom's, Tom's thinking about who he hates. Tanda, what do you got? <laughs> I, I enjoyed, I mean, I always enjoy 
Laura's videos, but I enjoyed watching her shop tour video just because it gets me thinking of of working on the shop, which is not something I'm good at. Um, I, I'm I'm not good about just um, building a new shelf or a new rack or a new set of drawers or hooks to hang things out of the way. I'm, I've never been very good at working on my shop. Um, I get it organized enough to kind of get things put away when I move to a new shop. And then I rarely will just spend a day making a set of shelves or making a new bench or, or hanging things, you know, making a place to hang things up out of the way. And so it was, it was good to watch that and kind of get that mindset going again. So like a couple of years ago, I was going to do a shop tour video and put it up on YouTube and I was like getting prepared. And then someone who I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody did like a story on Instagram and they're like, no one wants to see your shop tour video. They don't care. Stop making shop tour videos. And I'm just like, not true. Well, there, there goes that. I'm not doing that anymore. I bet you, I bet you the shop tour videos on anyone's channel outperform their other their other content guaranteed i, I was easily yeah, discouraged depending on the size of the channel but yeah if they have lots of lots of clever tips and hacks and stuff especially my shop tour was one minute long because i think that somebody was doing a thing where you like gave a one minute shop tour and that was that was good because i just dashed through my shop showed <clears throat> every area uh, in a minute and wrapped it up I, I do a shop tour every time I'm on Instagram, like every time. I talk about all the things I'm not going to do and point at all of them and then don't do them. And then uh, a week goes by and I do the same thing over again. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It's basically my business, my business that, model. That's why you haven't done any uh, Instagram lately because you aren't giving tours of your new shop. Exactly. It's, a, it's terrible. It's about time you restarted, Tom. He's thinking about it. He's thinking really hard. He's staring off yeah. into the distance. Because there's things I hate in this shop, and I need to fix them, and I feel like they are completely choking the life out of me. Agreed. And I'm looking at one of them right now. Stop looking at me, Tom. <laughs> oh, I did look back at you when I said that. Sorry. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you figure out what you wanted to say for your short and sweet? No, I got nothing. I was just being rude. Oh, all right. Well, what you got, PJ? Oh, no, I got something. Stop it. I don't think I've talked about this yet. As <laughs> soon as it's my turn. Oh, I'm such an idiot. No, I'm an idiot. Uh, maybe I did talk about it already, but AJ Huff is doing daily vlogs. Daily. Five days a week. So, almost daily. So, go uh, AJ Huff on, in, on everywhere. No, he's not. Design the everything on YouTube and Instagram. Go check out his vlogs. They're short. They're quick. They're snappy. They're... They're good. Go check them out. Uh, okay. Um, you're welcome. Not AJ. You're you're welcome, PJ. I don't feel welcome. No, he's PJ. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, counter to all of the depression talk we just had, uh, my short and sweet is actually very good news, but um, it, it doesn't make any sense based on all the depression. Um, a, uh, an old schoolmate of mine from film school reached out to me a couple weeks ago and we had written a feature film together or 
she had an idea for one and I wrote the film and this was back in like 2015-ish and then nothing ever happened. Um, she's got a lot of contacts. Uh, she was actually Tom Hardy's assistant for several years and so she knows a whole bunch of people like Leonardo DiCaprio and a whole, whole, whole bunch of different people. She's She knows directors and producers. So she's connected. She lives in South Africa. Um, however, uh, life moves on, things change, and she made new connections and somehow or another decided that the movie series that we had been planning should now be a television series. And not only should it be a television series, but she's got people that are interested in like backing it. And we've been having meetings about it. And in the last meeting, she's like, by the way, I found someone to fund our development. I've got development money. Or she will have development money once we present a package to the person. Um, and the development money is to the tune of 2 million rand, uh, South African rand, which is about 123,000 American dollars. Which means that like a chunk of that could go to me writing the series, which is very good news, like financially for me. Right. But for some reason does absolutely zero for the depression. That's, I don't, it's just not even like, I should be isn't super it, happy. But isn't not. it weird how you can be so exciting about, excited about something during some phase of your life and then years later it kind of comes around and comes to fruition and you're like, oh, that's nice. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it or not. Whereas I mean, in 2015, yeah. it would have been wonderful, you know? Yeah, back when I was really pushing the film industry more than I am now. Um, and I mean, look, I am totally on board. I mean, it's it's definitely, it's a, I can't tell you like what it's about, but it is, um, I can say this, it is superhero related. There are superheroes in the project. Um, and these are all like original characters so it's it's like we can do like whatever we want um and it'd be a lot of fun i don't know uh beyond like what i like beyond writing it like i i probably will have no other uh input like i probably won't be doing anything when they're actually shooting it it's probably going to be shot like in south africa um it's possible like i could get invited down there but I doubt. Are like, you other writing than... a story? Or are you writing it as a screenplay? Are you writing it as a television screenplay? Or are right. you writing it and then someone else adapts your writing? No, no. I'm I'm doing all the work. I'm I'm mm -hmm. like what I give them is what they're going to be using to shoot. Um, so like right now we have a feature film script, like a two-hour movie, and that now doesn't work for like an eight episode season and we're planning like you know four to seven seasons and everything has to be adapted to a much longer format so now like things that were kind of skimmed over in the feature have to be fully explored and explainable in a tv series because there's more details whereas right. you, you don't have time for a lot of details with a two-hour movie um so a lot of the things that we 
originally agreed on are now actually being reversed. Um, so we're sort of tearing the story apart and putting it back together uh, completely different from how we originally started seven years ago. So, so anyway. It sounds like it, it sounds like it could be exciting if you kind of get back in the mindset. It, it, I'm, I'm in the mindset. What I'm saying is that it's great news. I'm totally doing it. But it, it doesn't, it's not, it's not changing the depression. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, it's totally like a success thing. Like, it's not like, mm -hmm. uh, it's nothing bad. There's no bad in here. Everything is good. Doesn't mean anything. It's, yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at. I mean, like it, it, and this is by the way, a total reality. We could get the development funds. I could get paid for writing the whole first season and then it could just never happen that's that's a very well, real I mean, that's possibility kind of the way of the industry right i mean yeah people people gamble on something progressing and many times it probably more often than not it doesn't i mean that's, yeah yeah i i um i saw i don't i didn't save it and this is just in the back of my memory but sometime within the last week i saw uh, uh, it was a thing on Facebook that was like <clears throat> um, colossal Hollywood mistakes. It was like films that had failed. And I I looked at them and they were all like within the last like 10 years. All of these like $100 million movies that just, they didn't do anything. And, uh, and I didn't know. Like some of them I thought, wow, that was a good movie. And it was like spent $100 million, only made 30 So Crazy. Anyway, um, that's it. That's that's my my long and bitter. Um, definitely not short and sweet. I want to thank our top Patreon supporters, our very own Tanda, and Creator Nader, who, by the way, his his July Ball official account contest is ending. I think on the twentieth, which is just a couple days. So if you haven't drawn any eyeballs and you want to win something, you 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 got five days left, or well. Of course by the time this comes out you might only have one day left i don't know um but yeah there's there's that unless you're a patron and then you may get it a couple days from now that's true that's true um i think we're switching things up so patrons get it as soon as pj's done with the edit yeah that's uh it looks like that's how it's going to go because it was suggested by someone which we won't name <coughs> creator nader <coughs> um we're we're going to do the secret segment, and uh, that's that's it. That's all I got. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter, on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram, and you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.